And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Name a movie that you could watch without sound and get every line right. What are you smiling about? Dude, I almost had you. Oh, damn. You almost had me? You never had me. You never had your car. Oh, damn. Granny shifting, not double clutching like you should. You're lucky the hunter shot a knife didn't blow the welds on the intake. Shit. <laughs> Almost had me? I don't know. He's an idiot, man. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> now me and the mad scientist got to rip apart the block and replace the piston rings you fried. Damn. Oh, my God. <laughs> And welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Thursday, December 8th, 2022, and that's one of the best cold opens we've ever had. Uh, I'm J.E. Skeeds here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Podcast listeners, this is for you. Next to Tassie, it's the bearded one, my top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. hey hey And last but not least, over yonder, making the magic happen, super producer, J.D. Hello. There he is. And here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Like away, comment away, and make sure you subscribe. Get your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. Send in your questions and comments to nodunks at theathletic.com. You can tweet them in at nodunksinc. And before we get into the NBA action from last night, wonderful news in the basketball world. WNBA star Brittany Griner is free and has been transferred to U.S. custody after a prisoner exchange coming home for the holidays. So that's great news. Free BG till it's the other way around. There you go. BG free. There you go. Great stuff. All right. So we are pumped up here. Uh, Let's touch on some of the games. There was a lot on. We're not going to get to every single one. But we start with Fontecchio. Who? (laughs) Yes. Simone Fontecchio, I believe is his name. The Italian 27-year-old rookie uh, helped lift the Jazz past the Warriors in a shorthanded matchup. There were so many guys missing in this game. But it got wild, Tess, uh, down the stretch. We're so lucky that you go to Italy every year. <laughs> so we have you to pronounce Simone Fontecchio's name. Yeah, I believe what I What a that. name, baby. Uh, yeah, th- th- right at the end there, 13 seconds left. The Warriors had this game. They were up four points. Yeah. <laughs> so the uh, Jazz get the ball. Nikhil Alexander-Walker looks like he's going in for a layup. Well, he had one. He had one. And then he says, nah, I've got Malik Beasley, who's <laughs> nice. wide open. Yep. Clay Thompson shouldn't have left Malik Beasley wide open. Beasley hits the three, and then the Warriors inbound. Jordan Poole gets the ball, and I had never heard this term before, but Steve Kerr after the game said, in that kind of situation, you got to chest it, hmm. meaning pull it into your chest right, and right. hold don't, that don't, thing, don't cradle that thing. Right. And he had it out there, another slap. It's free, baby. Olenek pushes him the heck out of the way. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. it was a, oh, my goodness. It was uh, 
you yeah, know, it was, half, uh, it was Alexander Walker slapping it out of his hands. Which was clean, it felt like. Yeah, I think in that situation, they're going to let that go. But yeah, then Kelly Olynyk just dove on him. Form tackle from <laughs> Kelly Olynyk right there. He's like, they weren't calling anything, so I knew I was getting away with a foul, yeah. which he did. Yeah. yeah, it was a loose ball situation, so he <laughs> pretended to go for the ball, but also it was a block. It was a shield block, so the Jazz could corral the ball, throw it up to Fontecchio. Dunkio, it's over. Uh, and it was unfortunate because uh, the Warriors had this game for them without Curry, without Wiggins, who could be out for an extended yeah. period of time. It feels like he might be out for a while. And they had Jonathan Kuminga fill in for him. It, he looked like Wiggins light. It was the best game for Jonathan Kuminga I've seen in a long time. We talk about the Warriors, young guys not playing well. If you watch Jonathan Kuminga's game back, he had nine makes right at the rim uh, and, and one three-point shot. He was playing hard. He was playing defense. He was playing defense so well in that Wiggins role, Jordan Clarkson got tossed because he was so pissed at Jonathan Kuminga <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, for, for guarding him well within the last minute. So that was a great game for Kuminga. And uh, the Wiggins injury is definitely a worry. Long term, this is might be great for the, the Warriors, you know, real long term, into, into next season to see uh, Jonathan Kuminga play this way. Moses Moody had a couple threes in the fourth. Jo- James Wiseman is back for five minutes. He'll probably go back to the G League. Uh, but uh, just a wild finish. A, a wild, wild finish in Utah. Wild finish. Uh, what do you tell your kids, Trey Kirby, when it comes to basketball? What do free throws do? They win games. Win games. And uh, because they split a pair two times, right? Kaminga only hitting one of two. And uh, who else was Poole. it that went to the light? Pool. Thank you. The best the free throw shooter thing. in the Other- game last Otherwise, year. Otherwise, it's a five or six point lead, and this probably doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, and they probably eke out the win despite missing all these guys. But uh, yeah, any thoughts on the, on the wildness there in Utah in the uh, Purple Mountain jerseys? Yeah, I don't think Clay Thompson is going to like the tape on this one when he watches it back because he also had a turnover on another inbounds play a little earlier in the game, but Warriors ended up dodging a bullet. I think it was Fontecchio who missed a a three on that one, maybe got blocked or something like that. I like that they were calling him Tech afterwards. Mm, Nice little short-form nickname there. Uh, But here's an end-of-game hack for NBA players and teams. Always tell the ref that you're not going to foul because then you can just hack away. You can hit players' arms as hard as you possibly can, and they ain't going to call it because you said, hey, I'm not fouling. We're trying for the steal here. You'll get away with one foul. Uh, What a wild ending, though. But shout-out to the Jazz. Like That's kind of how they've played the entire season, playing from whistle to whistle to the final buzzer. This looked like it was over, Uh, especially after Jordan Clarkson got ejected. You're like, all right, that's probably a momentum swing going against the Jazz, but they just kept going and going and going. Somehow pulled a win out of nothing. And we always assume that the Jazz would trade their best players coming into the season. And if their starters would go down, well, there's no way they're going to win games. Well, Mike Conley's been out for a while. Yep. Then uh, Colin Sexton goes out of this game. And Nikhil Alexander-Walker, the Canadian, a backup for Shea Gilgis-Alexander on the Canadian national team. Bring it. Uh, the, he looks great coming in as the third guard. No Lowry marking in yeah. in this game. Yeah. And they still eke out a win yet yeah, because they play hard. Because they play a little rough and tumble, ain't no doubt, Trey mm-hmm, Kirby. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't think you can call a foul in that instance. Uh, but you're right. I mean, you flip the script. Usually, you say to the ref, "We're fouling." Yeah, because so you give get us the cheap one. Yeah, foul. give yep. us the quick one where we just touch you. Yeah. But you flip the script, Trey. I like that. You say you, we're not fouling. And what they really, yeah, it's it's hard. We're trying they, to trap here. We're just trying to trap. Yeah. And then you can just smack arms <laughs> and get all up in somebody and kind of knock them over with your body. But you said, I'm not trying to foul. So it's all good. Also, maybe a smart tip is when it looks like you're going up for a wide open two, everybody thinks you're going to shoot it. So just kick it wide open yeah, to yeah. Malik Beasley. That was a crazy pass from Nikhil Alexander-Walker. It definitely felt like 
Okay, he's taking a layup. Oh, yeah. Let's just let him have the layup. Everybody relaxed, except for Nah and Malik Beasley. Yeah. Good yeah. stuff. It's so funny, right? If Beasley misses that three, then everybody's going, what the hell are you doing? Oh, just yeah. take the layup, man, and <laughs> yeah. get to fouling, and they might miss. But uh, it worked out for them. Yeah, they needed the points. They, yeah, were, they, they were down four, yep. and it ended up being a one-point deficit there, so you can't extend it with free throws. You can't make it a two-possession game. And that, that was when Jordan Poole, again, who was the best free-throw shooter in the game last year, goes to the line and splits a pair. Yep. Yep. So that's unfortunate. I just realized that was Nikhil Alexander and Kelly Olenek because I don't think of Kelly Olenek as a Canadian. Canadian yeah. That's a Canadian combo. There's got to be some hockey jokes there, like slash, cross-check, <laughs> Ooh, right there. Right, right. I mean, that looked kind Boys of... Boys in the corner, eh? Getting yeah, at her, eh? Yeah. Muck it up. <laughs> got their buckets on. <laughs> well, yeah. Helmets. They always have their buckets on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, did you hear the new rule? Uh, I think you have to be wearing your bucket now in, like, a pregame skate-around, uh, like, warm-up. Mm-hmm. I think they used to, like, keep them off or whatever, but now it's uh, mandatory uh, to have them on out there. <laughs> you never know when lame. a puck's going to hit yeah, you Yeah, watch head. your head. <laughs> I think it's, like, really for uh, sending a good message to the to the youth. You know, they should do it. But there's no hitting I know, I know. I, like, I these, know. these guys can skate without falling. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> very true. Very true. What do you think about uh, Jordan Clarkson? Squaring up there on uh, Kuminga after he was pissed off that he blocked. sort of got blocked and then he fouled and then there was like a little there was a little push in a little they were off. separated quickly but Clarkson he squared up which was a little a little odd because he was sort of far away from Kuminga at that point but then they looked at it and they thought it was enough that he hit Kuminga sort of aggressively enough in the head to get tossed think they handled that uh, the right way I thought it would be a flagrant one because it didn't look to me like uh, Clarkson made necessarily head contact. He was up around the shoulders and neck, though, so I guess understandable. I think Will Hardy said afterwards that he thought part of the reason it was a flagrant two was because Clarkson stanced up after yeah. you know, after there was 25 people in between the two of them, and he really wasn't going to fight anybody. That's how you know a guy ain't going to fight somebody. They stance up mm-hmm. when there's no chance you can get to him. Russell Westbrook uh, has done it as well, mm. but I think the referee said that Clarkson's stance had absolutely nothing to do it was with more the flagrant the, uh, It was all about grabbing around the head and neck, which, you know, is a call these days, but yep. looked like a flagrant one to me. Yeah, that wouldn't have been called out on the ice, eh? <laughs> it let the boys play a little physical out there. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, they let them get their punches in, and then they got <laughs> yeah. to sit down for a little bit. They still drop the gloves and square up with each other? That still yeah. happened? Oh, I'm still watching. Is there fighting in hockey? Yeah. I mean... Not a lot, yeah. though, is it? I'd say I see the stat come through every once in a while. It's about one per game. Wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. If I'm if I'm correct. One wow. Per okay. Game. Well, one did per not game. think it'd be that high. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> They're still squaring up there on the ice. Okay. Yeah, pretty sure. Um. Any other thoughts on that game? I just will say they celebrated like they won the damn championship, which I actually liked because they had no right really winning the game. Everybody shorthanded and all that, but uh, they had the streamers fall in. They were hugging like crazy. Fonteco, nope, said his name wrong already. <laughs> Fontecchio there you uh, go, with a career high 18 for sure. He looks like LB from the White Lotus. <sighs> um, but they were just like going nuts there in Utah. Maybe and maybe part of it is like they were extra jazzed up uh, oh. because of the uh, little uh, melee there between Clarkson and Kaminga. But man, yeah, they, and they be, celebrated. And because they're so damn short-handed. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. You know, That's a scrappy They win. scrapped for this victory, and great news for them. It sounds like Mike Conley's coming back soon. Larry Markkinen's injury is not long-term. Colin Sexton as well. It's a hamstring injury. Sounds like it would linger, but apparently it's not that big a deal. So they'll be back to full strength, and I still believe that this team could be 500 at the end of the season. They sit 15 and 12. If they fight like that, they will be. Let's go to another game here. D'Angelo Russell 
hot in the fourth quarter, Trey. 15 points. Wolves beat the Pacers 121-115. What are your big takeaways from this one? Well, my big takeaway from this one is that I think Anthony Edwards has really done a pretty solid job stepping his game up for the Timberwolves since Carl Anthony Towns went down. He's had 29, 26, and 26. Pretty nice. He's scoring a little bit more efficiently. I think his playmaking is there a little bit more. You can tell he's just more comfortable playing with one big guy out there. I think there was an interview with him where he said he's never played with a rolling big man ever. Mm. Like, never had an AAU teammate who was a screen and roll guy. It was just, let's go get a bucket. So he's figuring out how to play alongside Rudy Gobert. The more important thing to me, though, is in the three games with Towns out, Anthony Edwards, five steals, six steals, seven steals. He's really giving an effort on the defensive end. You can tell he sees an opportunity here where I can be a leader for this team, and he's doing a pretty good job of it. Yeah, he looks like a different guy, making that sneaky all-star bid, I think. Although it would be tough as a first-year guy to make the all-star team. They sit at 500. Uh, John Krasinski, great article on The Athletic, talking to uh, management for the Timberwolves. And they thought they'd be further along than this at this point of the season. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they desperately need Anthony Edwards to play big. And they got Rudy Gobert to play big at the end of the game. This This was a wild game. They were up 23 in the second quarter, the Wolves were. Yep. They had a huge swing the other way. The Pacers went up eight in the third quarter. That's a 31-point swing. Uh, But the uh, Timberwolves were able to finish the job because Rudy Gobert ended up blocking Buddy Heald right at the end of the game. 15 seconds left. Buddy isos Rudy Gobert. It was awesome. And uh, Rudy Gobert said, uh, there's about two minutes left. The same thing happened. Buddy isoed Rudy Gobert, but he kind of got cut off, Rudy did. And so that's why he wasn't able to block him. Well, 15 seconds left, he made up for it. And the crowd was chanting, Rudy, 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 as he blocked him, and they sealed the game. And he took off his jersey, and he laid it on the coach's table. <laughs> that was a different movie. That's a different movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do we got? We got White Lotus so far. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to try and na- do a lot of, like, yeah. just television and movie references in today's show. So, so, so buckle up. Buckle up. <laughs> That's from a movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Come back to me, JD. Keep the change, you filthy animal. <laughs> is that Maybe from a movie? movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, called fake movie. <laughs> movie. movie. That's, a, that's movie Inception. That's a movie. That's movie. Uh, anyways, I was really excited to buckle up for this game. Uh, when I, I, I'm, I'm excited to see Pacers anybody on my Apple TV yeah, menu. Yeah. And uh, that's a nice change. I think that's just a pleasant. I'm excited to watch this Pacers team. They now sit... At 13 and 12, even though they had a terrible road trip, they're two and five on the road trip. It kind of leaves them in a good spot to go in whatever direction they want, mm. sitting at 13 and 12. And I know we all talk about Miles Turner. Miles Turner. Miles Turner is the guy that they could trade, but he's way younger than Buddy Heald. I think Buddy Heald, who's going to be 30 real soon, could be. Wait, is he real 30? Yeah. Or is he 31? Or what yeah. Okay. He's 30, non movie, non movie 30, reality <laughs> okay, 30. Okay. I think. I don't know how yeah. old he is, but he doesn't fit the Pacers timeline at all. Well, Miles Turner yeah. sort of does. He had seven threes in this game, a really good game yeah. until there he was blocked by, by Rudy Gobert. And Tyrese Halliburton came back, speaking of the All Star game from a sore groin. Is this a real All Star bid for Tyrese Halliburton? It's got to feel that way, but he had a. It feels that way, uh, but 
he had a, a really good game coming back. I don't want this to be some fake all-star bid for Tyrese Halliburton is, is what I'm trying to get at. He had 26 and 15 assists, six directly to Buddy Heald. So those two guys work well. I'm just interested to see what happens with this Pacers yeah. team going into the all-star break. And what about the Wolves? Should they just start trading or looking at possibly trading Carl Anthony Towns now? <laughs> I mean, I say that jokingly, but there's some truth in that. There's a truth in every joke. That's a movie reference. That's not. Um, <laughs> they probably said that. Somebody said that. So there are 500. You think they're... I just... I don't know. The, the the composition of the team maybe just makes a little more sense. Like Rudy's 16-21, 3-2, the game-saving block. With Ant, the way he played. D'Angelo Russell had a really good game. This is a big part of this win. I mean, you never really know what Russell you're going to get. He has these quarters where he takes yep. over, and then he has duds for a game or two. But... Uh, I don't know. Towns is a talent. He's incredible. He considers himself the greatest big man shooter of all time. But, you know, you're if you're moving off anybody, you're getting a hell of a return for a guy like Cat. I, I think even, you know, when he comes back from injury. So I, I, doubt, gonna, they, I doubt they do. Oh, they're going to give, give it, more it time. time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And probably you should. No doubt. But, uh, you know, you know, <laughs> you know. Anyway. Uh, all right. Next game. Siakam scored 25 points. Raptors just destroyed the shorthanded Lakers. I mean, no LeBron, no AD. Yeah, you wanted to talk about this one. I was surprised. What, what notes you got from this? Well, you gotta be pumped if you're a Raptor fan to see Fred Van Vliet looking somewhat like himself. Uh, he had 25 in this one, and I always love a good Fred quote. I like Fred in the locker room after the game. He's a straight shooter. He doesn't mess around. He'd be the straight shooter in a in any movie. In a western. Yeah. Uh, he would talk the talk, but he talks too much for a western. I think. Okay. Like, uh, uh, his quip, he's not quippy enough. Okay. You know, this is a little long-winded, which I enjoy. Uh, he, he, he had a lot to say after the game about why he struggled. This guy was an all-star last year. Yeah. He has not looked anything close to that and why I was excited to watch him and Siakam, who's playing all NBA, cool. and OG Ananobi, who has taken his game to another level, combined with Fred and his 25. It looks like a team that... Everybody expected to give anyone a good run for their money coming into the season, but they haven't really looked like that. They've been up and down. But once you get Fred back, along with those other guys, then they could be a team that can challenge anybody in any playoff series. And he said, and I believe him, he said there's a lot going on as to why he doesn't (laughs) feel good. Um, And and like a good movie, he teased it. He said, but there's a lot of definitely a lot of reasons for the situation that I'm in, but I'm not going to tell you about it. I'm not going to tell you about it. Oh. Uh, and, and so I'm buying it uh, that he's going to come out of it. Okay. Uh, and because he, again, I, I bring up his all-star season because I think he is that good of a player. He's got something physically going on. So they are a more well-rounded team. Obviously, if they had a superstar, Kevin Durant, at the top of their roster, then they could be a championship team. And obviously, this was... A Lakers team that didn't have their superstars. It was an air pollution version of the Lakers. Air pollution version. Do you like that? No, I, I read the athletic. Okay, yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then, but you got to explain the joke. It yeah. doesn't quite hit. Yeah, me. yeah. I gotta be well, honest. I mean, I'm like, everybody what are you knows. About? Yeah, that's why I was throwing it out there for Eric Kareen, who wrote this about the Lakers. No stars. There's pollution. There's no stars. You can't wow. see the stars. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I, yeah. So I. Yeah. All right. Uh, Once you know. explain it, I'm you, fine with yeah, it. But you hate having to explain it. Yeah. But it, let's say, let's say it becomes common nomenclature. Everybody knows it. <laughs> air pollution. The air pollution Lakers sign. Okay. Whatever. Roll off the. Top. Anyways, they're ten and fourteen. Moving on. They're ten and fourteen. They beat the. They beat the Lakers. I mean, they we're playing like 
JTA and Schroeder. Even he and, got hurt. Yeah, yeah, right. I was just like, I mean, thank God the Raptors took care of business. Oh here. yeah, yeah. I yeah, threw yeah. up the Tasmellis thumb at the end of the third quarter. It's like they're not, they're not giving up this game. No. And it got to 13, but <laughs> we were fine. It got close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I, the interesting thing is, without LeBron and Anthony Davis, just to bring up that the Lakers are 10 and 14, they got a really, 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 really tough December. Yeah. Was that was their run here of eight, eight and two a facade? Like, will they be able to keep this up with a tough December? Because it's just tough. You got Patrick Beverly shooting deuces, 22 percent from three point land. Like, they don't have enough yeah. Um, yeah. If, if these guys are somewhat in and out of the lineup and it feels like it's going to be that way so it was a good run for the Lakers but that may be <laughs> that might be the high water mark yeah. uh, for this Lakers team so it's just something to keep an eye on because they have to make a decision going into trade deadline season I'm talking about trade deadline season we just had the best trade in the history of the NBA and WNBA this morning when Brittany Griner came go. back <laughs> otherwise who cares uh, but you know we got a, we got a few months doesn't feel, feel we got one week. Slop season starts next week, December 15th. <laughs> Slop season. Slop yes. me those trade rumors. Okay. Shout out to the You Know Ball podcast. <laughs> um, it's funny, though, that you say Fred Van Vliet is a straight shooter. Yeah. I love. I did love the article Eric Kareen wrote, mm-hmm. accepting the explained joke, because all of the quotes from Fred Van Vliet are incredible in there. Yep. Unfortunately, as he mentions, he has not been a straight shooter this season. Even last night, he went 8 for 20. Yeah. The jumper is kind of broke right now, and even he says, I'm missing left or right for the first time in my career. He also shoots a curveball. His ball spins sideways when he shoots the ball. So when he's off, it can look bad. But I think more important is being able to finish inside because he's got to be able to finish inside because – the Raptors need somebody who puts pressure on the rim, and you're going to let him take layups if he's shooting 40% at the rim rather than, you know, collapse and let him kick out for a three-pointer. Yep. Well, the good thing is that Gary Trent now on the bench, he may get more of those opportunities. And he said, I'm better when I'm going downhill, ball in my hands. They they do need to give it to him a little bit more. And by inserting Christian Coloco instead of Gary Trent, I think you'll see more Fred. And they win the game in Atlanta if Fred has the ball at the end of the game oh, wow. instead of OG Anunoby. Yeah, I'm still bitter uh, about that <laughs> that AJ Griffin game winner in overtime, seeing it live right in front of my grill. Fred still has the ability to to do that, and uh, we want to get the most out of Fred. It's a tough team to play against once when he gets going. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the Magic. Yes, the Orlando Magic beating the Clippers, one sixteen one eleven in overtime. They snapped a nine game losing streak. And I know what you're wondering. Well, who cares? I'm sure Kawhi wasn't playing. I'm sure Paul George wasn't playing. No, 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 no. They were in there for at least times of the game. <laughs> then we got to overtime, and they hit their limits uh, restriction. But then they realized Kawhi still had a minute uh, of his limits restriction, so he played like the final minute of overtime. Mm-hmm. It's so strange with what they're doing with this team. But they lose here with those guys playing. They had really bad games, Trey. They're two stars for the Clippers, but the Magic... Uh, finally stopped that losing streak. Yeah, you said Paul George was playing, but was he? Yeah. He played the first quarter, scored 10 points, finished with 11 uh, on the night. Basically, it comes down to way too many turnovers uh, for the Clippers. They finished with 15 turnovers, but they were just giving the ball away. Uh, They just don't have chemistry right now, and the way the Clippers play, they don't have an offensive system to fall back on. It's kind of, we need a guard or some sort of perimeter player to puncture the defense look for a kick out, maybe it's a wide open three, or we just reset it and do the exact same thing over and over again. So with Kawhi coming back, with Paul George coming back, Reggie Jackson didn't have a great run, I didn't think, last night either. They just look a little bit out of sorts. That's why they've been one of the worst offensive teams this entire season. 
the problem or the good thing I guess for the Clippers is that they do seem to be getting healthier and healthier. So the more they play together, they should theoretically get better. And they do play defense, but a uh, disappointing loss certainly for the Clippers. But I don't know. The Magic were going to get off the Schneid eventually, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also. Maybe extra dis- disappointing for the Clippers because I think they play again tonight. This is a back-to-back situation there in Florida. I assume they play the Miami Heat. So that means, is Kawhi playing? No, right? <laughs> does, Paul, does Paul George even play? Probably not. I don't know for sure. Uh, you know, fact check me on that. Oh, I'd say check there's the no chance. Not Kawhi, but PG, yeah. I don't know. But so, yeah, this is these guys played. You try and get that Orlando win, then you sit them for the Heat. Not that the Heat are good right now, but they could lose that again tonight, too. That's a tough doubleheader, or a tough back-to-back. Yeah, the old yeah. Florida back-to-back, it sounds easy. You think about, oh, it's Orlando. Well, <laughs> no, it's always a hard one, as NBA teams say. And, uh, yeah, they weren't able to gut it out there at the end. They had the, a, a late lead there in regulation. Yeah. And uh, kudos to Paolo Boncaro. Oh. We had Kawhi Leonard hitting a game winner the other day mm-hmm. uh, against Charlotte. Bounce into his spot against McDaniels, no problem. Swish, but Paolo Boncaro, that big boy, he plays. He's obviously great on the offensive end, but he forced Kawhi into an air ball mm-hmm. with uh, 35 seconds left. Then Paul George uh, couldn't hit the shot at the end of regulation, and uh, yeah, it's. I'm excited to see the Pacers on my docket. I am excited to see this six and twenty team, <laughs> the Orlando Magic, also <laughs> pop up. They're pretty fun, uh, even though. Uh, they stink. Uh, they have so many big bodies to throw out there. It is a, a weird and wacky team. They, they could start like nine guys, even bigger than the Raptors. The Raptors start 18, six, nine guys. This team you know, has so many centers, uh, so many huge guys, and Boncaro is one of them, even though he's not a center. He looks oh, he's huge. huge. I mean, he, looks lived at, he lived at the free throw line, this one, too. Fella. 13 of 14 at the line. A lot of those were in uh, overtime as well. So, great sign. So, yeah, the Magic have Bull Bull. And uh, because they're now both in the starting lineup, they got Wagner Wagner now, too. Double Vogs. They got Mo and Franz there. And Mo had a good game. Uh, 20 points. 7-13 to 13 shooting. 13 rebounds. 3 assists. 2 steals. A really good game from Mo Wagner. So, yeah, they got a lot of big guys on that team. Good win from the Magic to stop the losing streak. Uh, oh, final note I had. The Clippers broadcast. <laughs> I really like them. I forget their names. I don't even know their names. I don't Jim think because I know the, Jackson, he's right? he's on uh, color commentary. Who's the play-by-play? Brian Smith, Simon. Mm. Yeah, Simon. See, I apologize. I should have checked that. But he had he had some great lines because they got to overtime, and I was watching the Clippers broadcast, even though it was in Orlando. They brought in a mere coffee, <laughs> and like in the span of one minute, he dropped a coffee is for closers, which is great because you're in overtime and Kawhi again went to the bench, and then he scored. Amir coffee did. And he dropped a great respect the drip. <laughs> and I was like, give me one okay. more. Give me one okay. more coffee reference okay. here in overtime. But that is all I got or all I wrote down. Respect but the uh, drip. That's good. good stuff. Yeah. They're fun listening, those two. All right. Final game here that we'll touch on, at least in this block. Tatum and Brown lead the Celtics to the easy 125 to 98 win over the Suns. Everybody was pumped up about this one. Two best teams in each conference. Oh, this could be a great game. Suns will bounce back. Booker will bounce back. And instead, it was like a 40-point lead for Boston. I went to bed pretty mm-hmm. early yeah, in this absolutely. one because the Celtics just crushed them. Any thoughts? I mean, I don't even know what you want to say at this point. Probably from the Phoenix side of things. but uh, I saw Joe Mazzula had a quote afterwards. He said, Phoenix is a great team, and I thought the way we played showed the respect we had for him. Mm. Totally. They said, <laughs> this is a potential finals matchup here, theoretically. <laughs> First in the Eastern Conference, first in the Western Conference, and the Celtics 
came out and smacked them, right? Like, they were very serious about winning this game, and they put it on the Suns, who were having to deal with Chris Paul coming back, maybe a little change up in the rotation there, but 25 from Tatum, 25 from Brown. These guys are incredible. They're just great. Yeah, so, they, I mean, the Celtics look unbeatable right now. They're clearly the favorites in the NBA. We'll see how it progresses over the rest of the season, but they're going to win 60-plus games at this point, no, no doubt. Yeah, when they're dedicated on the defensive end and they're dedicated to getting each other open shots on the offensive end, they're flying around, they're screening for each other. It's tough. There's some excuses for the Suns, sure. Chris Paul coming back after a month. Dem Booker got into foul trouble real yeah, early. Yeah, yeah, that took them out of their flow. Uh, but I, I couldn't help but you know flash back to when they got pounded by the Mavs at the end of Game 7 there where they just got a beatdown put on them. But this is the best team in basketball. The Celtics are, are clearly that. I would have liked to see the Phoenix Suns get to the free throw line a little bit more. Their starters combined got to the free throw line only four times. You just don't win basketball games like mm-hmm. that. That's the scary part for me every single game is that they there isn't enough force there. It's it's just a, a jump shooting team, which can win, uh, but not when you play like that. Got a fun trivia question for you guys by way of statitudes. Yes. So Tatum and Brown, you said it, Trey. They've each scored, they each last night scored 25 points in the win. 14th time this season. Holy Already that blows. these guys each scored 25 in a game. 14th time. Together. Yes. 14 of their, like, 25 games? Not, 26 games? Yeah. Good it's crazy. For, good for them. Can you name the next best duos this season? And it's a hell of a drop-off. It goes from 14 with Tatum and Brown to 8 with this duo. And see if you can name any of these, uh, you know, next three or four duos to score 25 in the same game this year. Mitchell and Garland. No. Not on the list. I haven't played enough. Durant Irving haven't played enough. John Bain. Durant and Irving have done it eight times. They're wow. second. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. You thought they, hey, like, I thought they'd be lower than eight. Yeah. Uh, who'd you say? Ja and Bain? No. How about... A Sixers combo of some no, some sort? No, these, oh. these are all gettable. I mean, th- there's a there's Young, super Trey Young and Dejounte Murray. No, but look at it this way: superstar with like then a uh, someone down a level in most of the cases. You know what I mean? Like a borderline all star guy or uh, Jokic and a uh, guy. Ooh, no, <laughs> superstar Kristaps Porzingis with Bradley no, Beal. No, oh. no, LeBron no. and AD. LeBron and AD. They've there done it go. four yeah. times. Those guys are good. Someone's done it good. six times and Both someone's done it five times. One guy went for like another thirty in his sleep last night, uh, and then he paired with this teammate to do it six times. I mean, this guy's like considered the best player in the league. Luka Doncic and well Christian Wood. Okay. I wasn't thinking Luka, but that's five times. Giannis and Drew Holiday. There you go, six nice. times. Tatum and Brown, 14 <laughs> times. Katie and Kyrie, eight times. Giannis and Drew Holiday, six. Luka and Christian Wood. That is a bit of a surprising one. Five times and then LeBron in 84. Okay. 14 times, though. That is. That is well. Whew, they are rolling. And so are we, but we're going to take a break. When we come back, the up-down report makes its triumphant return to No Dunk. So don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I gotta get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! 
We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of No Dunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. All right, back with the boys here in the Classic Factory. Great comment from Jay and the stream team. My New Year's resolution is to tell even more people about this show than I already do. That's a good New Year's resolution for everybody joining us live. Thank right you, Jay. Now. Thanks, Jay. Good <laughs> luck with your New Year's resolution <laughs> in 2023. Okay, let's get to the up-down report. Preparing your tubies. It's the up-down up report. Throw your thumbs up, throw your thumbs down on the following topics. According to our guy, Fred Katz, who wears them on the boulevard. He's of the athletic, of course. The Knicks have been active on the trade market as we approach December 15th a date when most players who signed new contracts this past summer are eligible to be traded. League sources tell Cats that the most common players that the Knicks have discussed with other teams are, in no particular order, <laughs> Fred wanted me to note that, uh, Emmanuel Quickly, Evan Fournier, Derek Rose, and Cam Reddish. So, up or down on the Knicks trying to trade any of those Guys, but especially there, I think the quickly reddish, maybe even Fournier. Um, what do you think, up or down? Well, up on the Knicks' attempt to make the trade, absolutely. I wouldn't trade Emmanuel quickly, um, okay. but but at the same time, trade them all. You got Quentin Grimes. Did you see what Quentin Grimes was doing yesterday? Start him. He plays hard. He plays defense. Hitting five threes last night. <laughs> this is all relative stuff. Uh, what are you getting back for these guys? Yeah. What do you have to give up? Because with Fournier, who's the to me, the guy that they're trying to trade, he hasn't played in three weeks. He's, he's, he's out of the rotation. He's got a monstrous contract that they unfortunately signed him to for this year and for next year. They may have to attach, as Kat says, a reddish or a quickly right. to entice the other team to take Fournier. Because they don't want to put a pick with Fournier to get something yeah, back. Why would, they shouldn't do that. Yeah, right. they, they absolutely shouldn't do that. I mean, to me, there's a pecking order here. You want to trade Fournier. I think you want to keep quickly. He's he's seemingly he wants to be Lou Williams. He wants to be the sixth man. Why not let let him get into that role? He's taken Derrick Rose out of the rotation. It sort of makes sense here. And then the Cam Reddish one. You're, I I, be, I believe somewhat. I would keep him around. But I understand if you want to move. But you, what his trade value couldn't be any lower at this point. Mm -hmm. So, to me, these are names. Uh, that Fred Katz is throwing out, but, <laughs> yeah, I, I, we know. but I, I don't see, number one, anything really big coming back for the Knicks to change their season in regards to these guys. I think it's more cap, you know, cap math, really. That's, that's all it is to me. Cat's math? 
Cat's math. <laughs> Cat's game. Oh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's been I a while. Like that, like <laughs> Straight up Cats as a movie reference <laughs> in today's show. Fred Cats. Did you know he was in Cats? Uh, <laughs> so, Trey. Tom Tugger himself? <laughs> are you up or down on the Knicks attempting to move these guys? <laughs> and maybe I should have asked it like Tass is saying. On them getting back anything of note for Fournier, a quickly, a reddish, maybe a rose. I don't know. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I guess I guess I'm up on this because the Knicks, to me, like Tass Mellis, they clearly value Quentin R- Grimes yeah! over Emmanuel quickly. Like quickly stays in trade rumors basically since he came to the Knicks. Honestly, his progress is kind of stalled out. So I think of all of the players we're talking about here, he probably has the most value to other teams. Yeah, only at 23 years old. Yeah. If you can trade Cam Reddish and anybody wants to give you anything, I think that's fine. Uh, Fournier, like Tess said, has kind of been needing to go. He's got this big deal. And once they sign Jalen Brunson to his big deal, it kind of limits, like, the upside of Emmanuel quickly. So I think Fred mentions here um, that this is basically about kind of just clearing out the team. And, you right. know, there's just not enough minutes to go around. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if you can bring something back, I think it's fine. Um to attach like an expendable contract to a bad one so that things look better going forward. Yeah, Katz did point out in that article that the Knicks over the last couple of years have been like first to the trade deadline dance. You know, they show up early uh, during team president Leon Rose's first season at the helm. They acquired member Derek Rose in early February. Uh, so that was the weird scheduling of that season. That was a couple months before that 21 trade deadline. And then last year... It gave us an emergency podcast, for crying out loud. Uh, the Knicks kicked off the uh, league's trade slate once again, bringing in Cam Reddish about a month before the deadline. So will the Knicks once again, under Leon Rose, uh, you know, try and make the first deal here, especially once we hit that <laughs> December 15th slap it up style uh, de- deadline? Um, we'll see. I know they ain't getting back a first round pick for the one they gave up for Cam Reddish. No. No, no. That's what they gave up. Oh boy, oh boy. First round pick, I know. Wasn't I know. a good one. I know. Wasn't a good one. But Kevin Knox to the Hawks for uh, for Reddish. You'll be you'll be happy with a second round pick at this point. Unless he's involved, attached to Fournier yeah. or quickly. And he has dropped out of the rotation right now with Tibbs, who is uh, constantly moving it around. And last night, the rotation worked uh, against mm-hmm. the Hawks. They were pretty dominant. Uh, they, they look like they've got that perfect mix right now um, of... A guy like Grimes, only take three-point shots, sort of get out of the way, play defense alongside R.J. Barrett, Jalen Brunson, and Julius Randle, and then quickly coming off the bench. This is just about them cleaning up their mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really. Uh, that's that's what it is. And the guys who I'm sure could are expendable really are Rose and Fournier. Yeah, the, red, the reddish one, I don't know. I still, still, I, still, I still got love. Why? Why? Because yeah. he's got skills. Obviously... He doesn't put it together all the time. But what are you getting back from? So what's the, what's the point, well, really? Sure. He's sort yeah. of a dime a dozen. I mean, he yeah, he can score. He's shown that, but he gives it all back. I mean, <laughs> when he wa- when he wants, he could be a really good defender. It just doesn't happen all the time. Who believes in Cam Reddish more, Tess Mellis or my buddy Grish? Your buddy Grish, our buddy Grish. That guy loves him some Cam Reddish. Yeah. We I... should trade Cam Reddish to our uh, you know seven year old basketball team. We got practice tonight. Maybe Cam will be there. We're willing to throw in uh, <laughs> one of the twins. Uh, take your pick, Andreas or Zara. We'll throw in a, a Javid. He's, he does some work on the boards. And that's our, that's our final offer. <laughs> All right? Call us. 
Not Who doing it. No. No? <laughs> Who says no? Who says no? David. We're literally asking, would Grisham trade one of his kids for Cam Reddish? We're going to find out how much he likes him. him. Yeah. Uh, Well, you brought up Julius Randle there, Tass. Let's move to our next one. He had 34 points, 17 boards. He was a monster last night. The Knicks capitalized on another Hawks injury to coast to the 113-89 victory in MSG. Atlanta lost to Jonte Murray, like what, three and a half minutes into this game, left ankle injury. They're already without John Collins, already without DeAndre Hunter. Hawks were down 28 points. Their fifth loss in seven games. This is on the heels of the uh, tensions rising there between Nate McMillan and Trey Young. It's not good here in Atlanta right now. So I want to know, are you up or down? TK, get us started on Hawks coach Nate McMillan surviving the hot seat here. Surviving for the next month, for the season. The podcast. Yeah, I joked last night that you watch, he'll be fired 20 minutes after we stop recording today. But what, what do you think? I mean, may, maybe DeJounte Murray and all the rest of the injuries gives him a little bit of coverage here, but I'm down. That seemed to me a pretty clear, we are tuned out performance from Atlanta last night uh, to lose like that against the Knicks, who are, you know, a fair team, yeah. a fine team to get completely smoked, especially like with Trey Young coming in wearing his... Uh, king of broadway sneakers like you gotta show up and do something there and also like i think it's also a strike against nate mcmillan that like we're not talking about greg popovich here we're not talking about brad stevens in his heyday nate mcmillan is one of several coaches who is a fine coach Mm -hmm. so there's no impetus to have to keep him around i don't think like he's going to be the guy that's building out your culture and this kind of stuff he definitely helped turn the team around after Lloyd Pierce was fired, so I don't know. I can't imagine that he sticks around for a whole lot longer. I think he's going to get some time here. (laughs) They got smacked, absolutely smacked by a Knicks team yesterday. I will give him the – DeJounte goes out there playing a totally different style again, and Nate can't make the threes. I mean, they were just bad (laughs) out there. Bogdan was 0 for 10. Griffin was 1 for 8. They shot 16% uh, from three-point land yesterday. So it was a terrible night. Trey, unfortunately, didn't show up. Uh, the, the the Trey slander out there is getting hot and heavy right now. The, the Trey is uh, not not a star in this league even. Uh, you know, He's falling down in sort of the, the, the common Twitter fans pecking order. It's a little nuts. He's still good. He didn't have a great night. Um, but it was it was a, it was a weird night. I don't know how how long late Nate lasts, but I think he will have he'll have time. Again, this team is an, an fi- above five hundred team. Yeah, so, that's true. So there's time. <clears throat> I think there. I think they still have time. This is a second half type of team. The Trey Young's teams have been second half type of teams. It is it's crappy uh, watching them. They did fight back. I don't think he's he hasn't lost the locker room to me because I th- they did fight back in the second quarter where there were some good minutes, but they got they really got smacked and. Uh, I mean, they can't get smacked like this every night, but I, 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 I'm in Trey's corner in, in terms of just his ability to lead a team and him and DeJounte, if hopefully DeJounte comes back. Right. Uh, Nate McMillan shot 34% from three in his career. How many threes <laughs> you do you stay- think he made? Uh, not, I mean, not a lot. Yeah. He played a lot of... He, he played, played 11 seasons, and that guy didn't miss a ton of games, but it's a different game back there in the uh, you know late 80s, early 90s. 500. No, so not, about not way, way too much. Wow. 298. I mean, that's wild, right? Mm. That is pretty crazy, yeah. <laughs> Times have changed. Times have a changed. Weird. Uh, yeah, we'll see here with uh, Nate McMillan holding on to his job. Yes, he's got the excuses of a lot of guys out of the lineup right now, but 
off of the whole beef with Trey Young, they got to get a win here. And then it's not like they're playing like these juggernaut teams. So you gotta you gotta get those dubs, or they're gonna be forced to move off of him. They're not trading Trey Young. They might be trying to trade some of their other guys, but uh, that's not happened yet. So it's just unfortunately usually the coach up next. But we'll see. Uh, next one, we have a new team. <clears throat> Excuse me, atop the Western Conference standings. Zion posted 29 and 10 as the Pelicans held off the Pistons. New Orleans' fifth straight victory. The win, paired with that Suns loss, moved the Pels into first place in the Western Conference standings. 16-8 and eight record. J.D., I think you got the standings there for everybody. And it is nice if you're a Pelicans fan to sit atop the West. I mean, we're a good chunk into the season here. When was the last time they did this? Probably Chris Paul days, I assume. Um, if that, I don't even know if that's yeah, for sure. But maybe. There you go. So the question is, are you up or down on the Pelicans' chances of winning the West. Yeah. Are you that much of a believer in the Pelicans? Will they get this new trophy for the best record in the league? Probably not. Celtics no. probably have that wrapped up. But what about the West? That. I kind of thought when the trophy came out that they'd do it for each conference. <laughs> don't worry. Give it a couple years. Yeah. <laughs> but I checked on hockey. They don't. The President's Trophy just goes to the top Top dog. Okay. Top top, dog. top of the tops. Now, of course, it's unlikely the Pelicans win it, but 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 let's throw some butts in there. Yeah. Brandon Ingram's got to come back. CJ McCollum can't play this bad, uh, for for that long. So I just want to know about my boy Jose Alvarado Ooh, before I make a yeah, decision yeah, on yeah. this. He went down. Team was uh, surrounding him. It's their boy. Uh, he left the game. And he he ran into a pick from yeah. Durin. And then, yeah, he went down, like, clutching sort of his chest. He probably bruised his rib. I, I think the x-rays were negative. He was back on the bench. But you never know with uh, an injury like that. Okay, well, hopefully he comes back as high as I am on the Pelicans. I am going to say down. I am okay, going to say down. Okay. There's just – there's the, the, the Suns are there. The Nuggets are there. Jamal Murray is coming along. It's a very much a, a Pelicans versus the field situation here for me. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just being realistic. I want to okay. jump on the Pelicans bandwagon, and I, I do think – Brandon Ingram comes back, and they finally play together. Again, they haven't played a lot together. They're, they're big three. Uh, so it's just asking a lot for a young team to be the number one seed in the West. Up or down, TK, on their chances here. You're saying number one seed is in the, the West. question? Yeah. It ain't going to happen, no. unfortunately. They're also not going to win the Western Conference like once it comes to playoff time. 12 to 1 odds, though, right now. <laughs> I mean, I can see it happening one out of 12 times, perhaps. <laughs> they're top 10 on both sides of the ball. That's a good indicator for future success. They've got veterans with a ton of playoff experience in C.J. McCollum, Valanchunas, even Larry Nance Jr. went to the finals with Cleveland once upon a time. They haven't played together, unfortunately, in the playoffs. Six combined playoff games from Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson. That's a problem. And I'm also going to be a little interested to see how a front court of Zion and Jonas Valanchunas holds up in a playoff series when it's like, we're picking on you every single time down the court. And if it's not you, we're going to pick on the other slow guy out there. We'll see how that turns out. But they're impossible to beat in the regular season. They're not a gimme game at all. And the way Zion's playing right now, he's plus 12,500 for MVP. That's a good bet right there. He could potentially win MVP if they go on a 21 uh, game win streak or something. (laughs) That was like 3,000 before the season. It's gone up like crazy, which makes sense. Uh, well, yeah, because there's so many Luka others. looks so good because yeah, Tatum yeah, yeah. and the Celtics are running away. Great you know, odds, Giannis. Nice odds. But, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> don't bet. Nice. They odds. win the West. 
they're within striking distance of a Celtics record. Let's just say hypothetically, yeah. Zion's going to be the guy. I mean, wow, that's crazy. The odds there. You brought up picking on. Did you see what happened last night? Pistons were physical with Zion. Like that, you're seeing this more and more. <laughs> Try and be physical with this guy who's like a monster, pulling him to the floor and stuff like that. Najee Marshall had enough of it last night, though. I like this. <laughs> he was assessed a technical foul for sticking up, basically, for Zion Williams because he got pulled down. I think it was Corey Joseph wrapped him up and he's like just sort of dragged him to the ground. But Marshall came. He didn't come screaming in, but he came in and said some things and did some pushing. Like, that's our guy. And they talked about it after the game. Like, Willie Green loved it. Zion loved it. Like, these guys were like, you, you, I mean, you need that. You need to protect your stars. I know nothing totally. really happening, but stick up for them. So that's awesome. And then there's a funny video from at Pro Pels Talk. Someone, I don't know if they took it or they saw it somewhere. It's someone sitting courtside. So it's a really great shot. And it's Najee Marshall explaining to the referee after the technical was assessed, I guess, what going on. He says, you can hear him say, if I hit a ref in the face, you're gonna come right. You're gonna come over there, right? I'm protecting my guy. <laughs> so he's like <laughs> trying to tell the referee, you know, flip this around. If I punch your ref buddy in the face, you're gonna stick up for him. So I'm doing the same thing for Zion. I thought that was very, very nice. Very, very nice of him. Yeah. If I ruffle Ed Malloy's hair. You're gonna stick <laughs> up for him. Uh, yeah, I should have made that clear. I didn't mean. I didn't mean win the Western Conference as in get to the finals. I, I meant more. Could they have the number one seed in the Western Conference? Are are they, they are they that good with your Grizzlies and your Nuggets and your Suns still, despite a couple losses here? And you know, do the Warriors go on a heater? Who knows? Riddle me this, Skeetsman. Yeah. Will the New Orleans Pelicans host a first round playoff series this year? Because I think we all agree they Man. probably won't finish with the one no, seed. No. But will they be in the top four? Right now, Pelicans, Suns, Grizzlies, Nuggets. That's tough. Um Teams you would think Probably. maybe would get in the mix, Dallas and Golden State. I kind of think that's really about it. Maybe the Clippers, but I don't have a lot of faith. You that. know what? I'll say yeah. I think you're right. Yep. I think they could be a 4-5. The big tasty and the big easy. Hosting <laughs> a big game one. Mm. In the first Against round of the playoffs. big honey tasty. himself. That's right. A lot of bigs. That's right. Yeah, a... yeah, sure. Why not? I, I do feel like they're going to be They're legit. like a really good regular season team. They're proving that because all their main guys, star guys, are like in and out of the lineup, not really playing together all that yeah. much, and they keep racking up wins. And they're hottest team in the league right now, uh, basically along with the Celtics. So, And I, they've got a veteran vibe to them as well. Like The way they were yeah. able to deal with the Suns last year in the first round, that was a really tough series without Zion Williamson. They went to six games. They fought every single game. And so yeah. uh, I, I think – they, they don't feel like kids, even though they've got the vibe of the Memphis Grizzlies last year. Here comes their superstar in Zion versus Jaw. Their first playoff, hopefully, uh, position here. First playoff run. They still, like you mentioned, all those old guys beside them, all the veteran guys. Uh, and they play just really tough. Now, they were 11-8 and eight not too long ago, and now they're 16-8 and eight all of a sudden because they had a five-game win streak against teams that they should beat in OKC, a a beaten up Toronto team, San Antonio, the Pistons, they beat Denver. Yep, yep. So the thing is, Some good wins, like, like you said, though, uh, the, the, when they do have McCollum, Brandon Ingram, and Zion together, they play really, really well. They haven't had that a yeah. lot. Only nine games where they played 20 minutes together. So that's half their games. And I, I think they will gel. The recipe is good. And again, CJ McCollum can't play as bad <laughs> he, he, he can't but he's he's sort of out of that point guard role now mm-hmm. and i think that helps it's just too much for him zion's the point guard on this team really when yeah. it comes down to it so they've they've wow 
They've done it really well. This is early. This is earlier in the in they they're ahead of the game. The Wolves, they're behind. Uh, the Pelicans are ahead of the trajectory that we thought. Final one here in the up-down report. Uh, yesterday, the NBA unveiled its newest designs for some of its end-of-season trophies. Now, we slipped in this news earlier in the week about this new uh, Maurice Podoloff trophy, which is the new award going to the team with the best record in the league after 82 games. But we got a bunch of new designs here. They all look pretty similar besides that one that's going to go to the best team record. We're showing it to everybody on YouTube right now. We got the Twyman Stokes Trophy, teammate of the year. Joe Dumars Trophy for sportsmanship. The Red Auerbach Trophy, that's now been renamed. That's the coach of the year. Executive of the Year Award is that, you know, pyramid on the end. Iconic uh, pyramid. Iconic <laughs> five-sided pyramid. That's, that's, that's right, yes. For all five players reaching yes, to one goal the in the Apex. Yeah. Iconic. Um, up or more down. than five players on a team. <laughs> yes, I know, I know. Uh, up or down. <laughs> On these redesigned trophies uh, for these end-of-season awards, and in some cases, Trey, you know, renamed trophies. What do you think? I'll give you one of each, Skeets. I'm an up, <laughs> I'm an up and a down okay. report on this. Number one, I prefer statues to glass shoes. <laughs> statues look cooler. Like, it looks much cooler holding up a statue of a basketball player than it does a piece of glass. Yeah. But the thing I do like is that now that the MVP trophy doesn't have a name, it's going to be renamed for Michael Jordan, which it should be. So that's my take. Okay. I'm glad that they no longer are naming the MVP trophy after an executive, and it will soon be named after a player. Player. Mm -hmm. All right. And you think it'll be MJ? It should be. Yeah, I guess I guess you can only argue with, like, uh, Bill Russell already has his own award. Everybody else has a trophy. Except Kareem. He has the Social Justice Champion Oh, award. I forgot about that mm -hmm. one. Okay, then it's MJ. But what do you think of these designs here? And do you agree with Trey? Like this, uh, these glass things. It looks like, uh, I don't know, it looks like you could put some wine in it. I think they look like vases. Yeah. I, I know they, right. yeah. They, they, yeah. Um, so I like a base on mine. I, I like the Podoloff trophy for the best team record. Yeah. Why not throw something on there even? The base just gives it something. Now, overall, why not get, why not make trophies? Uh, why not? Right. Because it's content for us. It's content for the league. <laughs> I can't wait to have a 30-minute debate about who should win the Joe Dumars sportsmanship <laughs> trophy when we get to March and April. Well, don't confuse it with the teammate trophy. <laughs> well, I know. I know. Very different. Different. Very different. Yeah. Uh, Dumars, by the way, won the first ever sportsmanship uh, trophy, and I guess that's why they're naming it after him. And he works for the league. Yeah, there's that, too. <laughs> Yeah. That's, okay. That's so you don't all. love them, Tass. Your your thumbs down. I think man. it's. You can be I think it, I, yeah. I think the. I think it's a smart idea. Photo ops. Let's have them. <laughs> and let's let's for the league. It's smart. Mm -hmm. The Twyman Stokes press conferences in the past. I don't remember them now. Maybe I'm a bad teammate. Uh, but uh, <laughs> why not have a photo op? With a sort of a trophy where they're they're all uniform, that makes sense. I mean, the trophy design just could be better. I yeah, think I think that's I all we're trying to say. I just don't love how they all look the same. They too. all look exactly. They're the all same. the same except the little things been changed in the inside of this glass vase, as you called it. I mean, that's it. Yeah, I think they would have a little bit more gravitas, even if they looked the same, upon a base. Yeah, but like, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, so the, the the coach of the year trophy Tell that we now it. have the red hourback, which I'm totally fine calling after him. If you look inside of it, and you can't really tell all that well, that's Red Auerbach in his classic pose with, like, you know, the, the, the stat sheet or whatever in one hand or his play calls in one hand and the cigar in the other. Uh-huh. 
But remember, there was an awesome Coach of the Year trophy where it was like basically that, right? It was the, I don't know if it was red, but it was a coach sitting on a bench. And I thought it like looked sort of cool. And so it's so similar to these other ones. It's like So you want a unique one across the board. I just want board. them not to all look the same. I don't think that's asking for a lot. Well, you see what they tried to accomplish here, Skeets, is they tried to have a uniform look across the board while having their own identities within it. So you're saying you're wow. you're telling me yeah. you're telling yeah. me Red is sitting there with the cigar and the statue. Yeah, he is. It's hard to see from here, but I think <laughs> when we get into the press conference when Taylor Jenkins accepts it or whoever accepts <laughs> Will it. Will Hardy, yeah, sure. Yeah, Will, that's the better one. Uh, maybe uh, Missoula, yeah. Yeah, we'll see a close-up. I think we'll see I it. think you're going to see I a photo we'll of them it. squinting at it going, which one did I win? Oh, man, are you Did kidding? I win sportsmanship? Can a coach win sportsmanship? Uh, Why not? No, no I, I mean, th- I don't know which one I won. I think Will Hardy's <laughs> going to be photo-opping with a cigar himself. He's going to be mimicking the Auerbach look. Will it Hardy. should come with a commemorative cigar, I think. Okay. Yeah, that'd be cool. You open up that case... There's then one in then there. make a yeah make make the award a humidor or something like that. Oh JD zoomed in on yeah, yeah. yeah it doesn't look still good can't here. tell. Okay that's pixelated. <laughs> <laughs> I think in real life we'll be able to tell. All right I'm just a grumpy Gus here. Does it have Temper can boy. you put flowers in it? No it's not no it's not, <laughs> it's not, not hollow so. I guess. All right let's hear from you guys uh, with all of those in the up down report thumbs up or thumbs down everybody here in the stream team dropping their thumbs watching later let us know in the comment section if you're listening tweet at us at no dunks inc let's take our final break and when we come back we got pick'em results and we've got a video off of something we talked about yesterday which leads to tweet of the night we'll be right back this episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra the official beer sponsor of the NBA want to get closer to the game than ever before Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man of the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Pick'em results from last night. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. I took the Suns <laughs> as the tiny dog at home to the mighty Boston Celtics, and that was a huge L for me. You had a I point f- to play with, though. I did. Yeah, I could have used 100 <laughs> points to play with, then I would have covered. Uh, so I fall to 2-3. and three. That's a win for Tass 4-1. and one. Trey... He's on a run. He's back, baby. He's two and three, so we're tied in last place. Uh, what's tonight's game? A three-night game in the association this evening. Okay. The old classic Thursday night doubleheader on NBA TV. Okay. Um, they don't do it on TNT anymore. No, not yet. They don't. Although first game on ABC this Saturday. It's a good one in theory. Rematch of the finals, right? The Warriors. Boston yeah. and the Warriors. No Wiggins though. 
it ain't the it's same. It's not even watching. It ain't the same. Uh, going up against <laughs> Hockey Night in Canada. I don't know how it'll do. Anyway, Denver versus Portland tonight in Portland. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a good battle. It's <laughs> uh, a good pick. We got some tight lines going it's on. It's only here. a one and a half point line. You got a point to play with, so Trey's got that point to play with. I love if it. One point. The Blazers can better. lose by one at home, yet Trey will come out victorious. Now, if the Blazers win outright, of course, Trey will come yep, out victorious. Yep, yep. Now, if the Denver Nuggets <laughs> win by one point, Trey will come out victorious. Ooh, yeah, yeah. The Nuggets gambling. do not cover if they win by one point. They need to win by two or more points to cover the point spread. Now, why don't you just say, why don't you just bet on money on money lines straight up, SUs, MLs? Well, the odds are different. That's how gambling works, just to get into it a little bit more. The odds are worse if you pick the money line for the Denver Nuggets in this instance. Although, if you pick the money line for the Portland Trailblazers, it's better than picking the point spread. That's how they even it out. Then they take the juice, and you're screwed. Don't gamble. Was this sponsored by BetMGM? I didn't know what was going on. I don't know what was Good explanation. I well, I can do it better. Juice. We'll do <laughs> it better lot. next time. It's tough. If you've never done it before, it's very confusing. But then once you do it or you follow it a little bit. You're like, yeah, okay. the spreads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's get to Tweet of the Night. Let's do it. Mm. Tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Okay. Yesterday, we were talking about Joey Chestnut, the competitive eater just crushing pierogies at halftime of the Lakers Cavaliers game the other night. So we got oh, the clip. No. You know, look away if you're not a fan of somebody oh. scarfing the pierogies in his throat and his mouth and washing them down. See why I thought oh that looked God. like beer, by the way? It it's does. that yellow cup. It's got to just be cat's gold. gold right? yeah. yeah. I thought it was beer, but it's water. Anyway. Oh, got sour cream out there? <laughs> Insane. Yeah, lube it up. Wash it down. Anyway, this guy, Trey thinks he's an American hero, and he took down 47 pierogies. Pierogies uh, in whatever time it was. It wasn't Light a lot of minutes. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> Trey, Trey tweeted, look at all the crap on his face here. Remember I bring this up? Watch. He's yeah. going to turn. Hey, dude, you got a little pierogi <laughs> on your chin, man. Yeah, right there. It's still there. You didn't get it all. Here, just hold this belt, though. It's still there. <laughs> He's saving that for later. Chips, when he gets hungry. Uh, anyway, uh, Trey tweeted, Joey Chestnut is the greatest champion in all of sports. Good tweet. <laughs> off of yesterday's show. That's not Tweet of the Night, though. One of the responses I saw made me laugh, and I thought it was a great idea. At Mike Egan tweeted back to Trey. He replied to Trey, Okay, but as far as halftime entertainment watching, a guy house 50 pierogies is not super thrilling. Well, you could debate that, but I get what Mike's saying. I think we should instead do free pierogi night. But Joey Chestnut is stalking the concourse, and he can steal and eat your free pierogi if you aren't careful. So you always got to be, like, looking over your shoulder if there's a Joey Chestnut trying to get your pierogi. And Mike added to that, it was a second tweak, tweet, every pierogi he eats could be, like, $10 to charity. So it's like, hoard your pierogies, but even if he gets you, $10 to charity. That I don't know if you have to give or the team gives, but we could figure that yeah, out later. Yeah, the pierogi maker, the pierogi producer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah, That's yeah, not yeah. a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got like a chestnut can that you can watch on the NBA <laughs> yeah. app. It's just him creeping through the crowd looking for somebody not paying attention to their pierogies. <laughs> Sour cream in hand just in case. <laughs> sure, why not? Uh, what do you think of Mike's idea here? 
And, and do you agree that watching? I guess not. You were like, my going, mouth Ew, is my uh. mouth is watering. I may vomit. Yeah, you don't, I, you don't I like. Didn't, that. I don't like. It. <laughs> not in a good way. Huh? No, no, not <laughs> the, bad the opposite of the opposite of salivating. <laughs> no, uh, I, I've, I've gone through. It's like I don't know, twenty hours of disgustingness because we talked about it yesterday. Yeah. We talked about Kobayashi, the man. Who made competitive eating a thing? Okay, I know Chestnut. Chestnut might be the guy. I love this battle between you guys. He's in Team Kobayashi. He's team I'm Chestnut. the old guy. Yeah. Kobayashi chewed so Chestnut could munch. Swallow. No. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Kobayashi sipped so Chestnut could chug. That's better. Great. Uh, sure. be- because I ended up after our conversation watching Kobayashi chug a gallon of milk. I was disgusted, and then and then in my suggested videos, I see oh, uh, chestnut. Oh no! Yeah, chestnut ate thirty-two Big Macs <laughs> in one sitting. That's the that's the world record, and I was just disgusted. It's just disgusting. I would watch though. I would go back and watch. We are the champions. There's a hot pepper eating contest. It's a it's a Netflix series okay. about. Oh yeah yeah yeah. So the the hot pepper eating contest. I would go back and watch that, that and fun. it was hard to watch. It was very difficult to watch, but. Those are competitors. Chestnut. <laughs> I've had enough chestnut. Okay, well, I've had enough chestnut. A couple things life. off of yesterday's discussion when we weren't really sure. You found the clip of Kobayashi chugging that gallon of milk that we saw in person. Live. Uh, by the way, <laughs> gallon of milk, 3.8 liters. Yeah. Nailed uh, it. So like, close to four liters. It's like yeah. a gallon of gas. Yeah. And uh, JD, you thought it took, uh, you know, we were debating five seconds he did it, 10 seconds, I guess. The official count was 18 seconds yeah. of him consuming it. Wow. And you know what? Tess found it. I thought about ripping it and showing it to everyone, but then I was like, this isn't that entertaining. Nah. <laughs> it wasn't that exciting. <laughs> no, the whole thing isn't exciting. Uh, Watching it, people chug and eat I don't isn't know. all that exciting. We kind of had to be there. Yeah, it was pretty. Had to be there. Matt yeah. was amazed. Yeah, I think you can hear Matt hoot and holler on the video. Yeah, yeah. He I did, get he, it, Kobe. <laughs> he started with his patented. <gasps> <laughs> And then he was into it. <laughs> oh, so then, you know, I start talking shit in the Slack because, uh, oh, this guy's Team Chestnut, Trey Kirby over here, calling him a great American hero. Sure, I won't debate that. But I said, Kobayashi, you know, he's a man of liquids. Let's see Chestnut do that. Trey Kirby, in mere seconds, is firing back at me in the Slack with a link showing that Chestnut took down a gallon of milk in 13 seconds. So five seconds less. Less than uh, Kobayashi. Joey so, Chestnut. Hey, man, man, you're right. You're the right. The guy's unstoppable. Yeah, you called Kobayashi George Mikan. I mean, f- honestly, call him Magic Johnson if you Somebody want. said Thank call you. him Steph Curry because he changed the game. That's fair. Maybe. Somebody really changed the rules. Yeah. Really changed the rules. <laughs> Kareem, Shaq. Mikan. Yeah, so yeah, if Cur- I know so if changed. Curry is Kobayashi, then is so who's Chestnut? Is he Jordan? He's got. Well, see, well, that's why. Yeah, I would, that's, that's why I would say. Mm. Thinking about it, Kobayashi has got to be. He's both Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. <laughs> wow, because <laughs> they helped save the NBA, kind of put the NBA on the map. Same for Kobayashi and the competitive eating. But then Michael Jordan, Joey Chestnut comes around, and he's just better. Okay, he's yeah. just better. Okay, if yeah. you want to get disgusted, just read the list of records. That Joey Chestnut has in every discipline oh of competitive eating. Like uh, pierogies, he ate 47. How much time did he have to eat? Halftime is, I don't know, 12 minutes. They probably yeah. did what, five minutes. I bet it was five minutes. Tops. His record, he holds the world record, of course, in yeah. speed pierogi eating. 165 in eight minutes. He wasn't even trying. 
And he 165 in eight minutes. I bet that was three minutes then, maybe. Maybe. 47. Uh, he, was, he was chilling. Yeah. He was probably enjoying that one. That wasn't wow. even a game for him. He got yeah. paid to do that, by the way. Think about that. Of course. They should, hey, man, pro, man. Show up. You know, I, I assume they covered the pierogies, too. <laughs> uh, and the commemorative Cavs Cup that he got to take home. <laughs> but, yeah. What did he get paid? What did he get paid to show up to a Cleveland game to eat a bunch of pierogies? 5K? Ah. <sighs> And as many pierogies as you can eat. Yeah. That's always our debate. What do the halftime acts make? And yeah. usually, they sing, they dance. Dance, yeah, they do a cool, weird thing that nobody else can do. But this this person <laughs> eats as much food yeah, as possible. He needs, man. Uh, it's the best I the love, best. oh, I love the bird and magic. I love that. Without, He's both. Yeah. He's both. Without Kobayashi, people would just be eating regular amounts of food. <laughs> He, so changed. he so saved true. it for Chestnut. Chestnut should thank Kobayashi every time he puts back a rogi. He, <laughs> he should. Having a rogi. <laughs> what's his record on eating chestnuts, I wonder? Uh, yeah, what's the food he hates? I, yeah. like, what's, like, Probably he makes some gags, right? <laughs> All right, here's a... I don't know. I mean, like, this would be a great podcast. What's the craziest sounding one? How many pounds of poutine do you think Joey Chestnut ate in 10 minutes? Pounds? pounds. Pounds. It's measured in pounds. Four. <laughs> Way more. I'm going to say. Way more. 20. Put me down for 12. 28 pounds of yeah. poutine. And how long? 10 minutes. Oh That's 2.8 pounds a minute. <laughs> That's just nuts. That's a toddler. Can't, I can't even wrap my poutine. head around that one. Yeah, it's hard to. I remember we got, uh, when we were doing our final show in Toronto, the Raptors mascot and, and the Raptors brought out like a steaming hot plate of poutine. <laughs> yeah. That was so huge. Hot. That was so big. Hot. Like, that That's way. one of my favorite just clips. The, just the poutine. Oh, us trying to eat you poutine eating while it, it was scorching hot. It's scorching hot gravy, man. Like, what are you supposed that to do? No, no, it was great. Yeah. It was great. All right. Yeah. And then we had a poutine eating contest. Well, yeah, they, you did really well in that one. Yeah, it wasn't 28 no, pounds. No, no. A pound, a pound, maybe? No, that a, wasn't a pound. Yeah, it's not a plate of, plate of protein, probably a pound. It's heavy. It's gravy and fries and curds. That's got some weight. <laughs> this was in Toronto, actually. It was at the Smokes Poutinery World Poutine Eating Championship. Oh, that, oh, I respect oh, him now. Smokes, yeah. Respects. Good. Oh, man. We're still podcasting. Let's call it there, yeah. though. Oh, one, one thing. Uh, yeah. There we go. Skates. Yeah, yeah. You were uh, quoting movies throughout the entire show. <laughs> sure. Uh, I didn't keep a tally, but I did like the Glenn, Gary Glenn Ross that you threw in there. I don't even know if you meant to do it. The coffee is for closers. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you did. Okay, right. cool. Uh, but uh, buckle up, you said right off the top. And I was like, that's in so many movies. So I put Jerome to work. Oh, my God. Oh and uh, he didn't find them all, but he found some. So here they are. Bu buckle up, because here they come. Buckle up back there. Buckle up. Buckle up, Jimbo. Buckle up, bonehead. Sit down and buckle up. Buckle up. Dear. <laughs> buckle up. Buckle up. You might want to buckle up. Buckle up, ladies. Buckle up. Well, buckle up, Rupert. Buckle up, suckers. Buckle up. Buckle up. Buckle up. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Way to go, Drew. Yeah. There's well done. Some of them are shows. There's some more shows. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're not telling shows. me Jerome went and clipped all of those. That had to that, have been all that, done. That is the, uh, that's what the story we're running. <laughs> okay, mm. great, great. I think he did it. Uh, Joey Chestnut, before he does any of his uh, eating contests, you think he says, get in my belly. <laughs> Let's end with that. We got two new shows, non-No Dunks related, coming up later this week. Today, 1 p.m. Eastern, live over on the No Buffs 
YouTube feed, we'll be recapping Survivor 43's episode 12, the second last episode, the penultimate episode of the season, and it was a banger! Oh my god, it was so good. There's so much to talk about. So that's at 1 p.m. Eastern. We'll flip it into a podcast. No buffs. Search for that if you're a Survivor fan. And then tomorrow, a new Is This Good podcast. And TK called it. Joe Mandy is the special guest on Is This Good with Matty O and JD. And uh, I'm excited about <laughs> these topics. The, the oh, bathroom attendant. Bathroom I can't attendant. wait nice. to hear everybody's thoughts on whether that's good and uh, Joe Mandy included. So... Getting Check your fortune out. read, I guess. Yeah, tar- tarot cards, I believe, is the specific cards, angle. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and what's the last one? Rally caps or uh, baseball? Just straight uh, what up. Is it? the yeah. Mets. I forget. Being a fan yeah. of sports. Justin Verlander <laughs> signing with the New York. I Mets. thought it was rally caps, but uh, um, maybe superstitions when it comes to sports. Okay. Is it possible? Maybe. maybe. Well, also Joe wearing a... he shows those custom caps, so it might be. Like <laughs> what custom embroidery <laughs> on MLB caps? That's a very specific topic. But uh, anyway, that's just this good. That's tomorrow. That's on Friday. So go search for Is This Good on YouTube and wherever you download and listen to podcasts and, and uh, subscribe. Make Matteo's holiday season by doing that, right? It's yeah. a great It's a He great celebrates podcast. the holidays. Matt celebrates the holidays. <laughs> yes, all of them. Big Hanukkah all guy, of them. that guy. Uh, Joe Mandy, big Hanukkah guy as well, I assume, <laughs> right? <laughs> JD, you love Hanukkah? <laughs> oh, I live for Hanukkah. Okay, good. Last day of Hanukkah, same day as Christmas this year. What a day. Wow. All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow for the Drop Podcast. It's Friday tomorrow, right? Isn't that weird? It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's a been a weird week. It's been a strange one, but we'll have the Drop Podcast. So we'll see you then tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern, live here on YouTube. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, Hanukkah, Christmas, they get all the, they get all the love. What about Kwanzaa? Kwanzaa's coming. Once it's coming. It's what? a little later. I think it's January 1st, 2nd, 3rd. Is it? So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Armenian Happy Cri- holidays, Armenian everybody. Christmas is in uh, January something, too. Always it. 7th. 7th? Yeah. It's, it's old so- calendars. <laughs> <laughs> These Eastern Euros. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Are we going to have it now? Just have it on the 25th. <laughs> <laughs> just do, put every holiday on the same day. So we can just work more. <laughs> so we can work. <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm taking it off. Greeks celebrate it on the 7th. I'm taking the, those days off. Put it FYI. in the calendar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys tomorrow. Embrace the day, people. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.